An advocate can help you navigate complex systems like the school system because it can be a very daunting task to try and figure out things on your own. They can help you determine whether or not your child's special needs are being met within legal. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mama four, Jessica Shields. Hello, Parent Warrior, and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you're tuning in because today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is advocacy work. Yes, advocacy work. So we're talking about parent advocacy. And for those of you like me who have children with special needs, you know the importance of advocating for your child. You want them to have that quality education. And it doesn't matter if your child has ADHD, autism, a learning disability, medical needs, whatever the case may be. It's so important to know that if and when you need an additional body, someone else to help you advocate for your child. That is freeing in and of itself. Because really the bottom line is to make sure that your child is getting that free and appropriate public education. So we call that FAPE, free and and appropriate public education. And it's definitely hard to advocate alone. And just sometimes it really is simply necessary to hire help. So I just want to say I love advocating for children. And a lot of times I advocate from the inside out, right? I'm working in the system, trying to get kids what they need so that they can have quality education. And it doesn't even bother me when a parent goes outside of the school system to find additional support because I have been that parent on the other side of the table. So I know how important that is. So again, I just love this work, whether it's from the inside out or from an outsider coming in. I think if we're doing what we're supposed to do, then it should be a seamless process. So anyways, just stick around as we explore the benefits and the process of obtaining an advocate and also stick around for this week's parenting challenge and loving reminder, you definitely don't want to miss it. Now, before we dive in, I just want to reiterate that just because you hire an advocate, it does not mean you don't get a chance to speak and voice your concerns to the IEP team. Now, you are the parent. Always remember that. And you always have the final say about your child's rights. So when working with an advocate, make sure that you collaborate Get on the same page prior to those IEP meetings so that you can come as one in unity. So let's just talk about first 
you know, why would a parent consider hiring an advocate? I mean, yeah, you can try to do it on your own. And it may be exhausting. Honestly, it's just good to have someone else. But here are some of the challenges that parents face and why a parent may decide to seek help from an advocate. Now, there are a lot of emotional and physical demands when it comes to advocating for your child. You may not be in an emotional state to be able to think rationally or thoughtfully and to really have that critical eye. So that can be a setback. So that could be a challenge. Also, the physical demands, the time that it takes to really look at Uh, IEPs, look at work samples, whatever it may be, there's a lot of paperwork involved. And not to mention, school systems are very complex. And if you don't work in school systems, or even in special education, I'm just going to say that navigating these complex systems is hard. It is hard. It is very difficult for even a person who works in the field, let alone someone who has a totally different career. It's just good to have additional support. Also, you might be considering hiring an advocate if you want to just ensure that your child's getting that appropriate education and the appropriate services and that people are held accountable to what they're supposed to do. And if this sounds like you, then yes, advocacy is a solution for all of those challenges that one parent or a couple may face. So I'm talking about advocates, but I do want to talk about the role and and actually what an advocate is, because I want to make sure that in this conversation, we understand we have the same working definition when I say advocate. And honestly, an advocate is just a professional who supports and empowers parents in advocating for their child with special needs. So when I say advocate is someone who, again, they are supporting you, they are empowering you, they are teaching you what to say, how to say it, what to ask for, so that you know how to interact yourself. They're not going to always do it for you. They will help you, but they're also there to teach you. Now they will at times act as a voice. They can represent you, your concerns, your interests. And that's why it's so important to be on the same page to collaborate. And we'll talk about how that happens. Also, They can help facilitate and enhance communication. A lot of times you may communicate, you don't hear back. Uh, Time has passed, maybe a month, two months, you're still waiting on an assessment is beyond the timelines. Well, an advocate has the time and it would be their job to help to bridge that gap, that communication gap to make sure that things are done in a timely manner. They can bridge that gap between you and even the service providers, whether it's adaptive PE, whether it's speech and language uh, uh, interventions or th- with the speech and language pathologist. It could be making sure your child is getting the specialized academic instruction and the number of minutes that they're supposed to get. So it could be any of those things. Also, I want to just mention that there are many benefits to having someone else advocate with you. 
And just a few of those benefits include definitely one that's very important, expertise and knowledge. It will be very difficult for someone who is not in the field, who has not worked in education, in special education, to have the expertise and knowledge that someone with years of experience has, right? So understanding those complex laws and understanding the regulations, understanding idea, understanding eligibility criteria, understanding if an IEP is in violation of your child's education. They have the knowledge and expertise that helps you ensure that your child is accessing appropriate services and support. And that's what you want. If your child is uh, has some type of need where they have gross motor concerns, and let's just say, for example, your child is in third grade and they have never had adaptive PE, your advocate will be able to point that out because they can see what's missing, something that you may not necessarily pick up on. So then that's why... It's good to have someone else who has that knowledge who can say, hey, we need to have an assessment for this area. It's been an area of concern and it's never been addressed. So hopefully you are in a school district or system that captures everything and gives kids what they need. But that would be in a perfect world. We know that with resources that are, you know, a shortage of resources and other situations that come about, whatever it may be, things might fall through the cracks. And that's why it's so important to know your stuff. And if you don't know, you can always get help. Also, another benefit that I want to talk about is having that individualized support. So when you do have an advocate, they can help you understand different strategies that can be utilized in a classroom to help your child with their specific need. And whether that need has to do with ADHD or autism, they know exactly those types of things that can work. They've been doing this work for a while, hopefully, and we'll talk about that. And they have a strong background in knowing the things that should be taking place and they can recommend those at the meeting as well. So again, that individualized support is important. And of course, I mentioned empowerment earlier. But it is so critical that you are learning and taking notes on the things that your advocate brings up so they can not only encourage you, but they can help you be a strong participant in all the decisions that need to be made in that IEP. So, again, very important that you have this education that can come from this additional person about your child and what works for your child in order to help your child be successful in school. Now, here's one that I will say is (laughs) so critical. It is emotional support. And I can think back to my son's first IEP and I was not happy at all with how things came about. I was 
very emotional in that situation. And I felt in that moment that I needed an advocate to speak on my behalf because it was such an emotional, it was such an emotional experience. And even though I have my background, being a parent in that situation just takes you to a different place. So that can be for any parent, having that other person who can be an emotional, uh, stable individual on your behalf is just priceless. And this person can be seen as your trusted ally during during those challenging times when you have to hear news that's hard to hear or when you know that something has happened that should not have happened if everyone was doing what they were supposed to do. So they can provide that emotional support and help you reduce your feelings of isolation in those moments. And, you know, an advocate all an advocate can also help you navigate complex systems, of course, like the school system, because honestly, let's just tell the truth. Trying to figure it out on your own is time consuming, frustrating, and Honestly, many of the professionals in the room know how to navigate those systems more uh, more effectively than our typical parent. So it's important to have that support. Make sure you have someone else who can understand the systems, know how to work with the systems to get your child what they need. And they really can help you determine whether or not your child's needs are being met within legal guidelines and they can definitely help facilitate a course of correction by the school district. So if there's something that is out of compliance, there are so many processes that can happen. It could be, it can go all the way to a a legality issue. You know, it can get real litigious uh, if things aren't done properly. So important again for your advocate to be very knowledgeable on those processes and how to, you know, ask what is desired from the school. Ask what is desired from the educators, the staff on campus to support your child's needs appropriately. Now, another thing that is very important to understand is that a you can really benefit from the communication or the type of communication that an advocate brings forth. So they really do help communication be more effective. And that's between parents, educators, service providers, whoever it may be. You have that additional person helping out with all the communication and all the accountability, making sure that if the team, the IP team says, hey, we're going to send home something daily or weekly to let you know, mom, how your child's day was, this may not have been something that was typical that happened between you and the teacher. Maybe it was not a part of the structures in the classroom. But now that you have this advocate, you have this IEP, and it has been established that this is going to be something that is done daily, then 
of course, they can help facilitate that. So sometimes things are in place. Some teachers are very organized in that way. Others may struggle. But let me tell you, when there's an advocate on the scene, all of a sudden people know how to get organized because now it's in the forefront of their minds. And an advocate can really, again, I want to just reiterate that they empower parents. They empower you to make informed decisions about the well-being of your child. And they, again, they can help you understand all the complexities that go into educating children, especially children with special needs, because they have that background. So you probably are wondering by now, well, shoot, I need somebody like that to help me. (laughs) Maybe you have a situation that's been a little bit sticky, and you feel like you're not getting somewhere with it. Maybe you feel like your child's needs aren't being met. You've tried meeting with the principal, you've tried meeting with case carriers, and you just feel like you're going in circles with the same issues year after year. I have seen when parents are not heard, when they're their issues are not addressed. I have seen parents get advocates. That's typically when I see it. Something major happens. They're like, what happened? This is not acceptable. I'm getting an advocate or their needs are not being met. Their their uh, concerns aren't being addressed. And they just feel like something is smelling a little bit fishy about the situation. Those are the times that I notice parents will seek advocate support. Now, if you are an educator in the system and you are one of the allies with parents, we notice or what I've noticed is that when parents feel supported by schools, by staff, by educators, that's when they have trust in the system. But as soon as there is this distrust or discord, that's when advocates come on the scene. So if that is you, you're a parent, you're feeling distrust in the system. Hey, it's normal because there's a reason you're feeling distrust. There are parents out here who also feel distrust. Some systems are just stronger than others. It's just the truth. So how do you find an advocate? Well, sometimes the schools will have in the special education department, they will have a list Uh, Also, a lot of times there are parent groups for parents who have children with special needs and they share typically will share the same advocates or share the same information. Those are places you can go. Also, of course, there are outside organizations where you can go and seek recommendations from your local support groups or disability focused organizations. That's where you can find a lot of advocates. That's where they hang around, of course. And then, you know, we have Google online directories, right? And you can do a search for professional advocates specializing in special needs. But again, sometimes it's just nice to know that your friend had a situation. She used this person. It was great. Those personal referrals are probably the best. Unless someone has a great website and they have wonderful reviews, 
four and a half stars, maybe five, then that's probably a, a good place to start as well. Um, also, when you're evaluating advocates, you want to make sure you look at their credentials and their experience. That is important. Do they know their stuff? Because you want to make sure that you have someone that's competent. So look for the relevant qualifications and the years of experience. Do they have experience in this area? How much do they know about special education? Are they even a good fit for you? You know, when you meet with them, you get a feel of if it's going to be a good fit or not. Make sure that there's a good rapport, great communication. You're respected. I have actually seen advocates disrespect parents in meetings. I'm like, fire that person, get a new one. (laughs) But honestly, do you feel good about that relationship? And of course, again, like I said, it's so important to Talk to other people who views that person if you can, because those uh, people who have referred them, they're going to be able to tell you what worked for them or just ask about them. Sometimes we can request testimonials, but if you do that, they may just give you their best clients. But what about the others, right? But it doesn't matter. Just make sure that you have a good feeling about it. You speak to other parents who may have worked with them before and you can go from there. Now, when you're engaging an advocate, there's typically an initial consultation. That's where you can discuss your child's needs, the goals, your concerns. Because if you're at the point where you want an advocate, I'm sure you have some major concerns. And you want to make sure that this relationship is very collaborative. You're working with them. You're not allowing them to do all of the work for you. You're working together to develop an advocacy plan. And that regular communication is key. Open lines of communication, making sure you're on the same page, very important. Kind of like what I would see in a good marriage. Everybody's on the same page when they're raising kids. So the kids can't play mom against dad. You know, it's important to be on the same page when you go into the IEP meetings. And I've seen where advocates may call a break, have a little quick discussion with the parent in private, and then they come back to the table. They're on the same page. So I've seen that as well. Um, Funding, because maybe you're like, oh, I can't afford it. Well, it's always best to just go to that initial consultation and see what options you have. There may be payment plans. There may be insurance coverage. They may take Medicaid or Medi-Cal if you're in California, those waivers. I mean, there's so many different ways that they are funded. Also, there might be nonprofit organizations that offer financial assistance, but it's so important to have that conversation with them so that you don't miss out on getting your child's needs met because you didn't ask questions about options for payment. So keep those things in mind and just know that having that extra person really can help especially if you know that you are having a difficult time navigating the systems alone. And honestly, as a person at the, as a person who works in schools, who is on the IEP team, when I see that a parent has an advocate, 
you know, sometimes I'm happy for that parent because I know that parent may struggle with navigating these systems. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it at all unless it's something that is, you know, unless I see like disrespect, like I did before I see the advocate disrespecting the parent. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not good because the parent is still the parent. But I think that if you choose to pick or, or hire an advocate, uh, good for you, because that means that you are truly committed to making sure your child has everything he or she needs to be successful. Way to go. So by now, I really hope that you're feeling inspired. I hope you're feeling encouraged. And I hope that you're reflecting on your child's quality of education. Has it been good? Do you feel like, no, it's been a nightmare. I do need help. So I want you to think about your child's school experience and what would the help of an advocate look like for you if that is your situation? And just as a loving reminder, having an advocate does not have to be adversarial. It doesn't have to be an arguing match or anything like that. It can be a productive experience. Remember that your child's needs come first. Well, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, you hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And as you think about that loved one, that cousin, that friend, that coworker who needs this information too, share the link parentthemsuccessful.com because that can make a huge difference in their parenting journey. And if you're like me and you love supporting your child's growth and development, join my email list for more free content to help you on that journey at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. Hey, I really do appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.